Hi everybody in Coldwell Banker Distinctive Properties Land. This is Karen Beauvais, your responsible broker, with some fun stuff today. Kind of fun. It has to do with drones. According to the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, in 2018 there were over a million registered consumer drones in the United States. Now they're more like a million and a half, and by 2021, that number is expected to go to three and a half million drones. Given those numbers, I'll bet there's a lot of you out there knowing exactly what I'm talking about in terms of drone usage. For the real estate agent, you people, you also know that the industry is very competitive and every agent is looking to stay ahead of the game. Many of my listing agents excuse me, differentiate themselves by doing great photography with aerial drones. My conversation with you today is to be careful about who you use for these aerial photographs. There's, we had a situation at the Hot Air Balloon Rodeo last weekend in Steamboat Springs where someone was flying a drone and he was in protected airspace and the announcer said, you either get it down, you will be arrested, it is illegal, and anyway, the drone came down immediately. What do you need to know about local rec regulations? Well, let me first of all say that you better know the framework of any of your your common interest communities, your condominiums, your your protected homeowners associations, just in case they have rules and regulations saying, ah, not in my neighborhood, they don't want drones up there. Also, you could be violating laws by peeking into things like people's windows or a neighbor that might be sunbathing in the buff. We've had a lot of hot air balloonists get caught doing that also. <laughs> Cities and communities, including homeowners associations, condominium and townhomes communities, are starting to ask questions on how to address drone operations in their jurisdictions. One question is who owns that airspace where the drone is flying? On paper, the concept of land is relatively simple. A person pays money and in return is given access to a predetermined amount of land. But does that person own the sky above? It's Today, the person has a right to enough airspace to reasonably enjoy the land below the air. But what does that mean? Well, that's up for debate. As for regulation by the FAA, in addition to being a registered hobby drone, you are required to fly, fly below 400 feet and remain clear of surrounding obstacles. You must also remain well clear and not interfere with manned aircraft operations. Makes sense. You cannot fly within five miles of an airport without the airport's prior approval. And you cannot fly near stadiums or people and not operate drones weighing more than 55 pounds, as well as always keep the drone in their line of sight. Drone operators who violate these regulations could be fined for endangering other people or aircraft. Again, that is for your hobby drones. Now, state legislature across the country is debating on how to to use drone technology, how it should be regulated, taking into account the benefits of their use, privacy concerns, and their potential economic impact. Right now, 41 states, including Colorado, have passed legislation addressing drones. However, Colorado's legislation only addresses governmental use of drones. It's also important to note that it's unlawful 
to operate drones in a Colorado State Park, except in designated areas. Additionally, more and more community associations, PUDs and homeowners associations, are implementing rules and regulations regarding the use of drones on community property. So make sure that you're requesting these policies if you have a, if you have a client looking to purchase property in a community association. There's a difference and a big legal distinction between the hobbyist use and the commercial use of drone technology. People like Scott um, have a, a commercial license to operate his drone. Hobbyist or recreational flying is defined as flying for enjoyment and not for work or for business purposes or for compensation or hire. So if you're hiring a photographer on your own and they happen to have a drone, you best check and make sure he has a commercial license. To get a commercial license, they pay a fee of $150 and they have to take a written test. This is an FAA written test. It has to do with safety, weather, emergency procedures, and so on. So if you're a real estate agent that flies or hires a drone for fun and you're thinking you might want to use that skill to promote your business, think again. Make sure that you follow all the guidelines that are required for the use of drones. Finally, if you're deciding to leap into the use of this technology, whether yourself or, again, hiring a professional drone operator, make sure that there is insurance coverage for any potential claims. I'm sure you've seen the commercial on TV where the drone flies into the car window. Well, that happens to people's windows. Make sure that your drone operator, your professional person, has insurance. And also make sure that the, our brokerage has an insurance policy to see if it covers drone operations. That's all I've got on that. There are several lawsuits out there that of people that have been hit by drones or property that has been hit by a drone. I'm just saying to be cautious. If you're going to use drone photography in your listings, please use a professional like Scott that has the license, he has the knowledge, and he has the experience. Thank you so much and have a great time. Bye for now.